welcome to High School Backups Podcast today. This is episode six. Uh, we are very excited today. There hasn't been a ton of news, but we've come up with some pretty good topics that we're pretty excited to talk about. Uh, we want to start off with just saying, you know, definitely like, subscribe to the video, uh, share with some of your friends, uh, and definitely make sure to hit the socials. They'll be down the uh, the uh, well, down the description. Uh, it's important to do that. We have polls running almost daily, especially we do some some topics, some NBA, some NFL. We really try to hit a little bit on everything, uh, but we're definitely trying to keep those going. Uh, we're going to start getting our Instagram going up as well. Twitter's always popping off. Uh, so yeah, uh, let's get right into it. So starting off with the New England news. Uh, nothing too crazy today. Uh, it's kind of some bad news on the uh, front here. So let's just start off. Red Sox start off hot, 6-0 and uh, in spring training. Have looked kind of dog <laughs> Kind of bad, awful since since then. Um, the the Bruins have looked nasty since around January. Same thing with the Celtics. Bruins, however, have only acquired more people, whereas the Celtics have lost the all-important Time Lord. Uh, so he is going to be out for several weeks. Hopefully he'll be back for round two of the playoffs, as I think we should be able to make it through round one of the playoffs. Uh, lastly, the Patriots have not had a ton of news going on. Most importantly, just today have signed Jabril Peppers. Was it yesterday? Have signed Jabril Peppers uh, to one year up to $5 million contract. So that is an important thing. I think they signed Malcolm Butler later earlier this week as well. So uh, very important stuff there. But uh, just moving right into it, we have some March Madness updates. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Before we get into March Madness, I have one quick hockey okay. March Madness tournament. Uh, all five uh, hockey New England schools did not make the Frozen Four. The only one to win a game was Quinnipiac, representing uh, Connecticut. Uh, but all four <laughs> other New England, Massachusetts schools uh, lost in the first round. Right. Uh, but yep. they, they represented New England well, um, so we'll get them next year. New England will be in the Frozen Four next year. They try. I did see Quinnipiac, and then they got smacked by Michigan. Even though Quinnipiac almost came back, almost came back at the end. So close. So close. That Jabril Pepper signing is an underrated move, by the way. We'll talk about it later. We're definitely gonna talk that a little bit. I think Malcolm Butler is as well for us, and of course, we're a little bit biased. So that's the best part. Again, again, it's a March Madness update. So all of our brackets. Awful, trash, doggy doo doo. We honestly, Steve tied most of us. He picked Longwood. So yeah, and that tells you how great our brackets were. Uh, the only person left with any chance in hell is this guy right up here on my screen, Jake. So uh, we will see if he uh, if he pulls out. If Duke wins, he wins. If it doesn't, is a tie between Andrew and Austin currently. Uh, and if uh, Austin has a chance to pull it out still, so. Um, everyone else, awful, including myself. Uh, we don't need to talk about it. We don't need to talk about it. Thanks, Daga. I mean, you know what's uh, funny? Thanks, like, Kentucky. Good story time. <laughs> so I was down in Florida when this when March Madness started up, and I was really excited. I was like talking. I was down there with my girlfriend. We're like, all right, you know, I pick Longwood. It's a dumb decision, but you know what? I feel good about it. It should be pretty good. You know, I'm not too worried about it. Then we went off and did some stuff. And I'm like, oh, let's see how they did. Oh, they got smacked. Interesting. Well. Pick the wrong 15 seed, dude. If you would pick St. Yep. Peter's, you would have rolled. I know. I sh- oh, I'm really disappointed in myself. But it's okay. Long they come back harder. I think they were a 14 seed. But that doesn't no, they matter. were 15. They, they were 15. Yeah, so oh, no, Longwood 15. was a 14. Longwood was 14. I was going to say. Oh, oh, I know my wood. They- I thought they played Tennessee. I was gonna say. I thought you meant St. Peter's. My bad. 
Oh no no no! St. Peter's was a 15 seed. I know that yeah. they oh, beat yeah. Kentucky. They they beat my champion. Of course I know they were a 15 seed. <laughs> of course I know. So much for winning they last broke, year. A two seed broke my heart again. I'm sick of these flipping two seeds. It, it didn't go well. Kyle, do you not worry. Seed, it's it's be we got Nova. We still got Kyle. Nova as a two seed going into this. Kyle, do not <laughs> worry if Duke's a two seed. Yeah. But Kyle, do not worry. If you are sad about disappointment, do not worry. The Giants will be playing football in September, so do not need to worry. You have plenty of disappointment. You have three and fourteen. Certainly won't you be playing in January. You want me to talk about disappointment? The Yankees are going to be playing in April. I don't have to wait till the fall to be disappointed. <laughs> no, 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 the Yankees. The Yankees will be a solid four seed, and that's all. Really, they'll be five hundred at best. Yes, and they're playing in the best division in uh, baseball. So, and honestly, it might be one of the best divisions in all of uh, sports. So, uh, that that's that's a topic that we've talked about before. So, uh, let's show the, the little bit of the schedule for today. We're gonna have some topics that are actually not going to be uh, part of the on-screen schedule. Uh, one of those is gonna be coming right up. Uh, we're gonna kind of be talking about some fun stuff today. Some stuff we haven't talked about. Maybe some non-mainstream sports, if you will. Um, let's start it off with uh, Andrew. Take it away. Oh, we got the World Cup coming up for the men's uh, World Cup this summer, 2022 in Qatar. Um, there are already 27 teams already in. Um, we have last year's World Cup, well, last time's World Cup winner, France, in it. We got Brazil, um, England, Portugal. Um, from North America, Canada was the first team to qualify. Um, we have USA playing for one more matchup to get their qualification they just need to beat costa rica without getting a six point blowout um mexico is on the verge of either making it or not Let's and we'll find out um but there are five remaining spots left um ghana qualified senegal qualified cameroon qualified we got japan uruguay south korea um r.i.p italy italy <laughs> yes, lost <bro> <laughs> North Macedonia. How many people can find North Macedonia on a map? How many people? And Italy lost to them. That is ridiculous. Probably the population of North mad. Macedonia. I, I have to say, Italy is not as once they oh. used to be. They're not the team that no, they once were. Um, the talent is there, but they're just not building enough. In four years. Them. We got them in four years. We're coming back. Andrew, just to clarify, the uh, the United States just doesn't have to lose by six to make it, right? Um, if they lose by more than six goals, um, means they have to have Mexico lose to stay in it. That's okay. So no. basically, Mexico's they just uh -huh. need to lose. If they lose, it has to be by five or less. Basically, is what we're yes. talking about. Yes, to they have to not get They have to not get Brazil, <laughs> essentially. But yeah. it's Costa Rica. We've had some tough matchups against them. Um, it's been like a four-one or like four-two games usually. That's um, fine. Um, but it's nothing. Like sometimes we've lost against them like two nothing. So I'm not too ashamed. Um, if we lose against them, but we still so, have our spot. So, so I don't want to jinx it because my soccer teams have not been going well. But <laughs> Italy, basically, they are gonna make the World Cup unless some magical nonsense happens. Basically, yeah. is what I'm hearing. All basically, right, yeah. they have everything <laughs> they need after taking that massive win against Panama with a three, with a hat trick from Christian Pulisic, number ten. Yeah. Man's got. 
talent. Um, also, with the United States having more American players in Europe, it's been helpful to develop them. And we've now built a tremendous youth team to be able to, to compete against some of these tougher opponents, um, like Argentina with Lionel Messi and Portugal with Christian Pulisic and France with their youth envisioned team that decimated the World Cup last time out. So I think the U.S. has a chance this summer, um, but it all depends on when rosters are released, um, who they decide to bring, injuries that happen in the World Cup, um, everything when it gets closer. I think once we get closer, I think we'll probably do a bracket for them, and we'll see who we all decide to have go forward and not. Oh, I'm excited. We'll I'm ready for Mexico to go all the way. I mean, granted, <laughs> I we'll really see. They I still mean, have to qualify. They still have I to know. qualify. I mean, I what, what was it? The last World Cup, we had a pretty huge win. I think it was over at Germany. But oh, yeah. I, but I don't know. The one thing I am worried about is I, I'm just worried about Mexico playing Brazil. I just have a feeling no matter what, Brazil is going to give us trouble. But as long as we beat Argentina or Argentina loses horrifically, I'm fine. Because sorry, Justin. <laughs> So, thank you. So, actually, from what I've been hearing, is Argentina's a fan favorite to actually win the World Cup this year. Um, after Lionel Messi finally won a, in his first international trophy this past summer, he is on the verge of look, looking to claim a World Cup title for Argentina. Nope, Argentina. Wins you know nothing. what really sucks about the it. World Cup this year? The what? World Cup it doesn't start until November. So, yep. like, the oh, World I Cup know. is supposed to be a summer thing to watch, but because it's in Qatar, which, for people who don't know, is in the middle of the f desert, they have to wait until it's winter to play there. Hey, so... Just, just come 2026, it's going to be here in North America, be split between oh. Canada, USA, and Mexico. Yeah. All in favor oh, of buying tickets, say aye. Aye. Hey, aye. Be also, also, the Olympics, the Olympics in, uh, was in 2028 in, in Los Angeles, no. say aye. Yeah. Aye. 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 So I'm telling you right now, boys, we can either get tickets in Baltimore, we can get tickets in at Gillette. Um, oh, it'll be in Gillette. I'm telling you right now, this is going to be a Wonderful World Cup come 2026. Have they officially because... released what stadiums yet, or are those just skeptical? Um, those are skeptical stadiums, but okay. they're trying to do all like the major cities that are in the area. Like New York City yep. is definitely going to have. Like New York will definitely host one. What LA, stadium in New York sure. do you think they choose? Do you think they choose Red Bull Stadium, or do they choose like, or do they choose like? I the think they want to go something bigger because yeah, the okay. bigger that makes the, sense. I would take MetLife. Yeah. That's a New Jersey. That's a New Jersey. Yeah, but it like... can hold over a hundred thousand people. So like... <laughs> yeah, and okay. you're getting people from all over the world coming in to the United States at this time. And what do you think? Buffalo hosts Florida. it and with Orchard Park there. Oh, well, that, 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 by that time oh, they may have a new stadium. Yeah, I was gonna say. You think that will leave an existence? One point six billion. One point six billion. Hey, it'll be if one. it happens, it happens. I mean, it'll be a sight to see, but definitely they've already said that Soldier Field in Chicago is going to be one of them. LA is definitely ho hosting. Um, the only Which stadium I in LA? I'm Which not sure yet LA? because LA oh, Galaxy the four, has a, I mean, $4 billion. Dollars, so. so They have so many stadiums to choose from, so I'm assuming they would pick a couple in LA. They would not choose just a couple of them. Um, but the other thing is, is that a lot of the stadiums are turf field. 
and a lot of like players overseas in Europe play on more like real grass, grass. fields. So yeah. it's like it's a whole entire different aspect. Yeah. Is Which gives the United States an advantage comes to this turf. because Gillette's turf. Gillette's we are used to playing on turf at home field. Here's the thing though, so, I'm really I'm worried that if they play in New York, we're gonna be uh, the U.S. is gonna be under fire for making people have to go to Jersey. So I think we're gonna get hit with some. Oh my uh, I don't know, Probably some <laughs> violation of human rights. Having to. Did you see the where the Olympics were this last winter? I don't want to hear it at all. Okay, the New Jersey is not a nuclear field. I'm just all listen. <laughs> let me put it this way: the last time I ever watched soccer, Clint Dempsey was on the Revolution, and Tim Howard was the best player on the U.S. national team. But oh, I am. Goodness. Oh, no, Landon Donovan. That was that was soccer has changed so much since then, Jake. Like it is so much more fun to watch. It's so much more fun. I love when it's like close games where it's like zero zero going into like the seventy fifth minute, and you're like on the edge of your seat watching because you don't know and you're anticipating which team is going to mess up the most and take the lead with a one nothing lead, and then all of a sudden. Out of nowhere, the other team ties it up in the 89th minute, and you're going into extra time. And World like, Cup uh, live stream in November, boys. Oh, it'll definitely, it's definitely a possibility. I'm very excited I mean, for the draft live stream, which is next up next month. I mean, going into it as well, we're gonna, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I mean, what I love about soccer is fake injuries, like players <laughs> actually pretend like they got killed. Uh, and in, yeah, and in today's age of memes. If Will Smith slapping somebody on the stage can create a fucking imagine just okay, a U.S. Okay. player flopping on the ground. you see the Neymar flop trend where people were just like flopping in the middle of the streets and, yeah. <laughs> and just like acting like they got tripped? I yeah. feel like that, like World Cup memes like that are always going to be fun to watch. Like there are so many memes out there that are like the soccer, like the soccer world is like still bringing back up. And it's yeah. like hilarious to see that. I mean, there was oh, one yeah. of the guy, I think he got, like, bumped in the chest lightly or got tripped, and he just laid down like this as he got carried out in, in a stretcher. It was so funny. <laughs> well, there's there's <laughs> plenty to talk about today, and we'll definitely be talking the World Cup as it gets closer. Hopefully we'll have good news. Does Andrew, I'll ask you a question before we move on. Does do the Will the U.S. qualify? Will we know if they qualify before next podcast? Should I believe so. I'd have to look at when the game. If you don't know, that's fine. I don't know what it, I don't know what it is. I, I would have to assume it's a, it's that's a week from now. It's, it's a week next Tuesday when we're going to film next podcast. So I'd have to assume. Yes, I would assume they would be playing at least this weekend. Okay, uh, great. So, well, we'll definitely talk a little bit more, and maybe, like Andrew said, it's actually a fantastic idea. Oh, no, we have tomorrow. a lot of drafts. Okay. Well, before this releases, we'll know, uh, but we'll definitely talk about <laughs> a little bit next week. I do think closer to summer, when we're kind of in the summer lull of stuff, um, we'll definitely do a bracket uh, for the World Cup. We'll definitely do some group stuff. I'm sure there'll be a website lost well, to do there it. Are so, group stages. So in the yeah. World Cup, you have to play group stage matches, and the teams with the highest like points will points or whatever. Move yeah, on. yeah, they'll move. Well, on. I'm so. sure there's a uh, some sort of predictum way to do that. So oh, we'll no, figure no, no, out no. what the best one is. Um, and, and the next topic, uh, one of the ones that uh, near and dear to my heart, my girlfriend was Divisions three. You know, first, you know, all conference. You know, no no problem around here. So uh, Kyle, take it away. Take it away, Kyle. So. The second best sport on the planet, second only to hockey, of course, lacrosse, finally gets 
a national TV deal. I'm so excited for the PLL to be streamed on the number one sports site in the world. PLL and ESPN agreed on a, I believe, three-year deal that includes um, all Disney-partnered sites because Disney owns everything. So that includes ESPN, ESPN2, ABC, and every single PLL game will be streamed on ESPN+. Plus. So... I'm so excited for lacrosse to finally get, there's been a couple attempts at lacrosse to be big, but nothing has come close to the PLL. The PLL launched uh, three years ago in 2019 and has since then been growing rapidly. They started out with six teams, is now eight teams. It has just been growing so fast and I'm excited for it to become probably the sixth most popular sport in America. I'm excited for it to keep climbing. Uh, so. So I'm ready for it. As the mm. only lacrosse player here. Uh I that's can... not true. Wait, hold uh, red flag. Excuse I played lacrosse me. in the third grade. Hey, I played in high school. Get the okay. F- out of here. Okay, Kyle. You never <laughs> mentioned whoa, that, whoa. dude. Whoa. No. No. You never I, mentioned I, that. I played the bench, so I wasn't great, but I still <laughs> played. <laughs> I tried hey, to score okay. the bench hey, right hey, the name of this podcast hey. is high school backups. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Okay. Well, I'm hyped for this. <laughs> the Boston Cannons have joined the PLL. They're just the Cannons Lacrosse Club now. They don't have a city because the PLL doesn't have a city, which, by the way, is uh, a great league setup. So about that, there are rumors that in the next two to three years, they will move to city-based clubs. But as of now, to keep growing it, I like you said, it is an amazing setup the way they do it. Because they just bounce around from city to city. It's awesome. Amazing. Uh, in July, the PLL All-Star Game is going to be at Gillette. I'm so amped to be there for it. Uh, Can't Kyle's wait. Let's go. just bought us all tickets. Just sent Ventimoto the money right before the podcast. Absolutely love it. And honestly, I'm just excited to see my boy Lyle Thompson of the Thompson Trio from the University of Albany play lacrosse on TV again, boys. He plays He's for my cannon. so good. He plays he for my cannons. So- the backstory on this kid, Lyle Thompson, he and all his brothers went to the University of Albany. They grew up in New York, I think. And so three they, of the thickest lacrosse players I've ever seen in my life. They Just are insane. Absolutely insane. They are um, native Algonquin. Uh, so they yeah. played the Algonquin national team. Uh, no, sorry, not Algonquin. Uh, Iroquois. Excuse Thank me. you. I- Iroquois national team. Um, I, forgot what, I forgot what Native American. Yeah, I was. Uh, I knew it was one of the North uh, New York ones. Uh, but they they played for the Iroquois national team. They they lived on the Iroquois reservation, uh, that's in upstate New York, and they made it all the way to America, all the way. Like it's so far from upstate New York. What the hell like, am I talking about, Justin? But like, <laughs> look up clips and insert some of the clips of these three guys mm-hmm. playing together when they're at the University of Albany. Growing up watching that, you just wanted to do everything they could do. Dude, disgusting. The fastest game on two feet, the most exciting sport you've ever seen in your life. It's nuts. And if There's a whole never, documentary. So. If you've never seen a game, give it a shot this summer. Uh, it is so much fun. It's so high-paced. There's a lot of scoring. There's also great defense, great goalie saves. So give it a shot. It has a great, it's like a great combination of soccer, uh, hockey kind of all mixed together, I want to say. Uh, so, like... Give it a shot if you've never watched a game. Fall in love with the sport like Jake and I did. Um, it's so much fun to follow. So definitely give it a shot. I love that I mean, we're talking about it. Today. Another thing to add to as well. I mean, 
one thing I like is one of the biggest issues of like why well, I want I would always want to go to an NFL game is how expensive it is. I mean, lacrosse because it is a much smaller scale league, it's much more affordable. So, ladies and gentlemen, Dude. much of the podcast, it, you're it's much easier to be able to watch the games. And I didn't realize how intense it was until I saw you know, I, you know our school's Division three. It was so really exciting and a ton of fun. I wore a banana costume. It was a great time. But <laughs> you're getting such great value for such a high energy sport that I wouldn't be surprised if lacrosse takes off. Jake, and beat what were the tickets? We're on the front row. Aren't 50, the tickets like yeah, fifty six dollars for it. the first uh, for two Kyle, dead, dead serious. Yo, uh, I mean, yeah. they will probably want to go. So, can you have Riley? Text Riley. Us? Okay, Text okay, Riley okay. Right but, but, because Text Riley I, right now while she's walking. I guarantee you, she will buy them for you while she's yeah. walking, Molly. I should ask. Okay. Anyways, um, so very excited. Every, very every excited. Fan, every fan of the podcast starts uh texting Riley right now to, uh, <laughs> buy, <laughs> to buy the. No, but I mean, literally one last thing. I mean, I grew up playing lacrosse. I played, I played it from fifth grade through most of high school. I stopped playing in high school, but I still have like signed jerseys, signed lacrosse heads, lacrosse stick. I still have all of it. I absolutely love the game. I'm so excited that it's going to be on ESPN again. College lacrosse is absolutely nuts. So if you want to check out some of that, I believe they play games on ESPN sometimes anyway. They so yeah. ESPN, even if you just ESPNU, yep. College lacrosse is similar to college basketball, and it's just yeah. high-paced all the time, Go, like 20 to 15 games. Go watch it. Yeah, it's a lot so of fun. And if you can, just go to, like, you know, local colleges. You have games and stuff. It's a, it's even, like, even I was hyped during Division three, you know, uh, lacrosse, and it's honestly, it's a ton of fun, and I'm and really excited. Know, yeah. It's not just the uh, men's college lacrosse. The women's college lacrosse teams are insane to watch too. So, so, so good. Like these women players are insane. Like absolutely incredible. Like I wish there was like a women's lacrosse league. Professional Faye was a straight league. up MVP, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> fair. Yeah, like, it's like insane how good some of these women are. It's like I mean, yeah. when, right, they're when, like when not she, human. Like when she plays <laughs> so on. Like when she plays on defense, like I saw a girl six foot two, huge, going up against her. Faye just planted her feet down and was like, No, you're not getting anywhere near the goal because I said you can't. Keep in and mind, she's five one. She's a short five girl. One. She's just, she's and it was, I was like, just, What? It's so intense. Yeah. It's so much fun. And, and then proud boyfriend. Hype. Yeah. But like the <laughs> hype in the game. Yeah. No, lacrosse. I'm really excited for. Uh, to watch some lacrosse in September, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's it's going to be. I'm excited. So uh, I know a bunch of us are going in September to the playoffs. Uh, this is also uh, we were mentioning in the All Star games this summer as well, which I think we're going to go to. But uh, nonetheless, um, move on. Kyle also had another thing he wanted to talk about uh, about the NHL um, since we do not have a subject for it. So if you could go ahead. Yeah, so I just got a couple updates. Uh, first one is some sad news. Uh, the longtime owner of the Ottawa Senators passed away last night. Um, so that's causing a little bit of issues on who's going to take over the team because he didn't have anyone he was passing the team onto. He did not have a will. Uh, so the team ownership right now is kind of up in the air for uh, uh, for the Ottawa Senators. But uh, rest in peace, Eugene Melnick. Um, he, was a, he was the owner for the team so and he brought the city of ottawa the capital of canada back uh, a hockey team so people of ottawa love him for that 
Uh, in other news, last week we briefly mentioned that uh, the Vegas Golden Knights traded uh, Evgeny Dadunov to the Anaheim Ducks. At the time, it was r- only a rumor that uh, the Anaheim Ducks was on Evgeny Dadunov's no-trade clause. Mm-hmm. Uh, it turns out that that was, in fact, true, that Evgeny Dadunov had the Anaheim Ducks listed on their no-trade clause, and Vegas said, I don't give a bleep. And traded him anyway. And the NHL said, nope, you can't do that. That's illegal. Uh, So basically, the NHL just uh, ruled that Vegas could not trade a player to whoever they felt like it. And they had to honor the contract that both parties signed. I just can't imagine if people did that in NFL or NBA. Like, what if the Lakers just said, you know what? I'm trading Anthony Davis to the Oklahoma City Thunder because I don't like him anymore. Like it, I just can't with a no trade clause that says he can't go there. Well, his thing. So, well, <laughs> we've done that before. The Patriots did a long time ago, 2016 season. That doesn't surprise uh, me. <laughs> Jamie Collins was demanding JJ uh, uh, Watt money after you know a good start to his season. He was immediately traded to the Browns for a six round pick. Yeah, no, but I think he but, means like with a no trade clause. But, yeah, with yeah. a no so, trade clause. Well, it's never happened this, before. This is not. <laughs> I will say this is not legal advice, and if you really want to know contract law, it's not. Uh, you can go find a contractual attorney for legal purposes. Um, breach of contract ends in lawsuits a lot of the time, so just have fun with that. <laughs> like I don't know what they were thinking. Like, and they announced the trade like a minute before the NHL trade deadline too. So it was like something they like tried like sliding under the cracks. Because like, at, like the NHL trade deadline, like all professional sport trade deadlines are chaotic as hell. Everyone's trying to find out like all the news you can for last minute. Like Twitter's going nuts. All the live streams are posting the trades are going nuts. So like it's at the time it happened, and I was watching a live stream at work sorry dave uh my boss when he watches this um i was watching um one of the live streams because it was a slow day that's besides the point and uh, it was just like one of those trades that you like see that's like oh that's gonna be meaningless that's not gonna matter who knew it was going to turn into this whole nonsense that they decided to just trade a player just because and not honor the contract they signed like i just don't i don't know what vegas was trying to do uh uh, Uh, anaheim Shady stuff, dude. Shady stuff. I wonder if, like, do you think Anaheim definitely didn't know? Like, no, they, no, they had no idea. <laughs> like, there's no way they knew that. But like, yeah, it just yeah. blows my mind. It's it definitely, it's definitely an interesting situation. But uh, uh, who knows if Danov has he played yet since? Has he will he probably won't play. Uh, for they've played a couple of games since then, so I would assume so. Yeah, it, it, as we're doing this podcast, other NHL news, the Bruins are currently playing the, the Maple Leafs. They're down uh, 2-1 currently. Uh, however, uh, they are if they win this game, which they've come back multiple times this year so far, uh, they will uh, essentially take over third place and actually technically in the short run be in second place in the conference. So uh, it's all within one point for those three positions. So uh, we'll see. Actually, Toronto just scored as I'm watching this. Bad luck right there. Uh, caster curse. Uh... Uh, so it's three one. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, anyways, in the next news, talking about the MLB spring training, not a lot to talk about here. Uh, two important notes: uh, Albert Pujols uh, officially has gone back to the Cardinals. The legend himself 
has officially returned from his money-seeking conquest in L.A. Uh, over, or sorry, whatever, the Angels. Uh, moving over back to his homeland of the St. Louis Cardinals. So uh, he is back. Not a lot of other important news as far as I know in the MLB. It's been pretty straightforward. Spring training, no team's been super crazy. Washington's been awful. That's really it in terms of... Uh, of news, everyone else has been pretty middle of the pack. Red Sox uh, start off 6-0, and they've been 1-5 since. So take that for what you will. Uh, but otherwise, it's been pretty chill. It's um, spring training. Else? It does not. Yeah, it's okay. not a lot going <laughs> on. The Albert Pujol stuff was the most important thing, and, and we'll see. So, um, yeah. Uh, so moving on to what will be probably our... Uh, well, our most exciting topics of the day, what we've gone through. Does anyone have anything else before we move on to the NFL, our favorite topic? Let's do this. Okay, so we're going to be going through. So we have some polls we'll talk about last. Uh, I've already decided it's called podcast polls, so that's just I made that up on the point here. So we're going to be on a new section. We have New England News. We're going to start with podcast polls, how we're going to end every podcast. I just made that up. So um, we'd already talked about it a little bit, but... Uh, we're going to do a, well, let's talk general NFL news. So has it been a ton? Are we going to be doing a subject called where will they land? We're going to go through the existing free agents as of today. Talk about where we think they're going to go. Uh, in general, uh, key signings recently, uh, Andy Dalton went on to, uh, he's going to be the backup for the Saints. Thank yous for Jameis Winston. So when Jameis Winston inevitably throws 12 interceptions in the first five games, uh, that's when Andy Dalton's going to take over and then to like, you know, eight, eight, nine, uh, nine uh, the Saints also announced today that Taysom Hill's essentially just going to move to tight end full time. Good move. Yeah. He <laughs> went 72 last year. No, he, uh, Hill's not a starting quarterback. Uh-uh. No, he's not. Yeah, it's, Definitely more of like it's a, a whole vibe. Wild card option. Yeah, wild card, that's it. Sure, whatever. As long as Alvin Kamara goes off, that's all I care about. So Alvin Kamara won't be playing. Chill. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be playing, dude. He's literally getting sued. Yeah. Yeah. It, okay. And Deshaun Watson also got I was sued. Just okay. He should be suspended too. Yeah, I don't or... disagree with you, but Deshaun Watson stuff was way worse. Alvin Kamara just happened to assault a priest. Okay. I don't. <laughs> Bar- he just he just happened to run into my fist while okay. I was swinging yeah. around. Okay. Okay. Here's, here's the issue. Ray Rice did stuff way worse than what Alvin Kamara did. There was a bar fight my compared to Ray Rice. Just happened to me. Right, right. I don't we'll, know how we'll, it happened. Let's, let's move on with Alvin Kamara. Again. Yeah. Yeah. We only right. got four games, regardless. Well, we won't worry about Alvin Kamara. I just, I just want to say uh, something quick. I, I missed last week. I was, I wasn't here. I just want to say something real quick. I just give me three seconds. All right, Bill Belichick, come here. All right, Bill, what the hell are you doing? I, just, I just, as a New England fan, I'm seeing like, you know, a lot of the NFC teams are getting really good. You know, like Russ is on the, is on the Broncos, crazy. Uh, J.C. Jackson is on a super team. And the Dolphins just got Terry Kill. Devontae Adams is a Raider. Guess what? We have to play them this year. And what are you doing? What did you what what did you do? Nothing. No, he Nothing got your bill peppers. Hey, you went and got your no, peppers. No, I don't want to hear it. I don't hear it. He's old. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, He'll play your zone. Bill peppers is 28. <laughs> he's gonna play zone. I don't care about zone. Uh-uh. We lost our best Steve, player in the Steve. team. If a 28-year-old is old, you're almost that age yourself, bud. Yeah, so you just called yourself old. <laughs> also, they sound old forever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> also sound Malcolm Butler, who was a rookie in 2013, which means he's like 30. So he's not that old. Malcolm he's 31. On the he's 31. 31. Here, here's the thing, though. We have players that are be great for zone defense. I've 
like there's rate predictions that we'll probably be playing zone with all these speedy receivers. But I'll tell you, now let's get to the offense. What, Ty Montgomery? Who cares? <laughs> you know who is better than Ty Montgomery? Allen Robinson? Odell, if we get him for like half a season because he's going to be injured. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, we could have traded for Tyree oh, yeah. Kill. Like, why are we going for make Metcalf? I see all the time the Patriots are interested in a wide receiver. That's great. You know what happened? We didn't sign them because Bill Belichick is cheap. Okay, okay hold up. No. Bill Belichick went after Allen Robinson, and LA that's just true. made a better offer. No one wants to come here. That's, we're that's not, not true. That's just false. Actually, nowadays they people want to come here. No. Okay, so here's the thing. Bill went all out last year, and you're seeing the consequences of it now where we spent a ton of money and made the playoffs. People are forgetting that the Patriots made the playoffs. Cool, and uh, we lost 47-7. to seven. I don't care. Two years after losing the GOAT, the Patriots are back in the playoffs. You want to know how many they teams would kill team. for that situation? Kyle, shut up. I know yeah, the no, Giants seriously. Will, We're not arguing the Giants will be good. I know they're going to go 4-12. <laughs> Don't I talk about it. the Patriots. 4-13. They're 17 years. Seriously. will not make the playoffs. Do you know how, how many will. teams would, do you know how many teams would no. kill to be in our situation? We won six Super Bowls what? in 20 years. Yeah, I lost know. the guy who Listen. lost the guy who mastered the game of football and two yep. years later we were back in the playoffs Talk everybody calm down as plus the, the cap space is going up at, at hold on hold on hold on i'm not done i'm not done plus the cap is going up 100 million next year everybody calm down we're gonna have money next year you think bill isn't gonna spend it bill is gonna spend it everywhere he's gonna be like you get a contract you get it. hell nick's gonna get a contract <laughs> but my problem is it's this like here's the thing going into next year unless we get a home run in the draft you know a lot of the top receivers are locked up like they're in contract we're gonna need like Devonte adams or tyree kill to very do nothing like, very likely in a deep deep receiver class the patriots are gonna get a very good one if he's not a number one he's gonna be a very good number two i still need to sign someone but that's regardless of the point and we're gonna get to that right now so uh, uh, truthfully, that's my thought. I think the Patriots need to sign a good uh, number one, and then also, and I'll take a Jarvis Landry. I'll take a low end number one. I'll take a Jarvis Landry as number one. But um, and then you're going to keep Kendrick Bourne, and then have a bunch of other complimentary pieces. So uh, let's jump say, right into this quickly. I will say, Calvin really getting suspended all of next year. I think through a huge, like huge wrench, monkey wrench into what we were doing. Yeah, I, I think that's fair because I think the Patriots are going to go for him. So uh, let's go through this list. This is in no specific order. I, I just I went through it. Uh, Jarvis Landry's not on this list. Uh, we could talk about him, but we're going to try and go through this pretty quickly because um, then we have our polls to get through and then uh, we'll call it a day. So um, let's see how we're doing. Okay. Um, so Stefan Gilmore, I actually, and this isn't any bias, I, he could end up in a lot of places. However, I would not be surprised by any means if the Patriots bring him back because they can probably get him on a good deal at this point. However, where will he land? I would not be surprised if someone like the Chiefs put out a good deal for him or someone like one of these other contender teams. Uh, the Bills don't really need him. I could see the Bengals maybe getting him, although they did re-sign Eli Apple, which is its own issue. Um, so I could very well see him going to that team. So he'll probably go to a contender team. We'll be surprised Chiefs, maybe Bengals, but Patriots could very well bring him back. They didn't really end on that sour of a note because no one wanted to pay him anyway. So uh, we're going to go quickly, alphabetical order. We're just going to go through, throw a little explanation in there. I'll try and go through this quickly. 
Andrew. I think he's going to go to uh, the Raiders. Bobby Wagner. I'm, I'm not really sure because I don't know how he would fit into any of the schemes right now for any of the teams because a lot of teams are kind of pretty much locked up on middle linebacker. But if I would say anything, I'd say the Cardinals, um, even though they have Isaiah Simmons and uh, who they drafted last year. I can't remember his name. Um, Tyron Matthew, I think goes back to the Zayvon Collins, by the way. Oh, is it? It's Zayvon Collins. Okay. I think so. Uh, I think uh, Beckham, I'd like to see him in a Patriots uniform, but I think he's going to be asking for too much money come this um, season. Akeem Hicks, I think he stays a free agent. Clowney, um, I think he'll sign with the uh, Patriots. Um, not sure on Duan Brown. Um, Julio uh, may end up back in Atlanta because they do need a new wide receiver one option. Um, just because of the fact that Ridley's out and they got really no receiving core down there, except for Pitts. Eric Fisher uh, could really land up anywhere. Um, any team could really use a decently strong um, O-lineman in him. Uh, Patrick Peterson, I'm thinking Carolina for him. I'm a great fit for him in that scheme of an of a defense. Um, Gronk, I think he'll end up with the Bengals. Really? Yeah. I like it. Go for it, Jake. Okay, so I'm running down real quick. Uh, Gilmore's either going to end up on the Raiders or the Patriots. It's probably the Raiders. They're showing the most interest in him like less than a week ago. Bobby Wagner, I actually think he's going to end up on the Eagles. It's a team that needs linebacker help, and it would be a Band-Aid for them for at least a few years. I think he's still got three or four real good football years left in him. Tyran Matthew... That's a tough one because, I mean, not a lot of teams are going to expunge that much money for a safety. But I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up on a contender, probably Buffalo, maybe Cincinnati. Odell Beckham Jr., uh, probably... Honestly, as biased as it's going to sound, I think he probably ends up in a Patriots uniform just because there doesn't seem to be any other interest and the Rams can't pay him what he wants. Akeem Hicks is probably going to end up on the Cowboys. I know a few days ago that they were probably the leader to get him. Jadavian Clowney, um, again, this is a hard one because he gets random contracts every year from random teams. So it's one of those play- it's one of those players that is hard to predict. But again, it's got to be a contender, maybe Cincinnati. Dwayne Brown? I'm actually not sure. Uh, I know the Panthers were pursuing him a couple days ago, so that's probably going to be where I project him to go. Julio's going to the Bucks. <laughs> um, when Tom Brady recruits you, you got to just go with it. And I think at this point, Julio's looking for a ring. Eric Fisher depends on who needs an aging left tackle, a Band-Aid. And I'm not aware of many teams that would take a Band-Aid left tackle right now. I mean... If you're looking for a left tackle, if you're looking for one of those guys, you look for long-term solutions. Patrick Peterson, I actually think Andrew's Carolina prediction was very good on that one. And then Gronk's going back to the Bucks too. All righty. Uh, so I actually didn't even know Rob, Rob was a free agent, so that was interesting to find out about. Um, but Carol, uh, Stephon Gilmore, I can see still being with the Carolina. Uh, Bobby Wagner, actually, just skip over to the ones I know. I agree. <laughs> I'm surprised. I would be surprised if Odell left after. I think he was the one that got. Um, no, he didn't get Super Bowl MVP, but he was um, on the winning team, so I would still think they would want to hold on to him. Uh, I agree with Jake on Julio Jones for the Bucks, and I don't think anyone is gonna offer Gronk a deal because of how much he gets injured, other than Bucks themselves. Like it. Go ahead, Kyle. So. I'm just going to totally wing this. I have absolutely no idea who needs what or where they're interested in. So I'm just going to go with my gut. That was my issue uh, as well. <laughs> Stefan Gilmore. Yeah, I've heard rumors he'll go to the Raiders. So sure, he'll go. He'll become a Raider. Bobby Wagner. 
Probably a Charger. I'll stick with that. Tyron Matthew. Let me pick a random team. You know, with my luck, he'll end up somewhere playing in the NFC East. So he'll be a cowboy. Now, uh, Odell Beckham. Let's see what team needs a wide receiver. He won't be in New England. That's not happening. Uh, maybe Chicago with Justin Fields. I don't think they really need him, but I could see that happening. Uh, Keem Hicks, let me pick the most random team out there I can go with. You know what? Jacksonville likes to spend money this offseason. I'll go with Keem Hicks going to Jacksonville. Uh, JV, JD Von Clowney. Wow. What's a team not... <laughs> Whatever. I, I, I'm botching that. I'm so bad. Uh, you know, I'll just pick Green Bay. I... I have no idea. I have absolutely no preparation <laughs> for this. Uh, Dwayne Brown, you know what? For fun, Miami. Sure. Julio. That, that's probably, a good guess. Uh, probably who, Julio will probably be in Tampa. Uh, Eric Fisher. I don't know. Arizona. I got nothing. I have no idea. Patrick <laughs> Peterson. I see a Vikings uniform on the screen. So, yeah, Patrick Peterson's going to Minnesota. And Rob uh, Gronkowski, <laughs> he will probably be a Buccaneer again. I don't see him ever playing another football game without Tom Brady. So, yeah. Uh, well, I guess I have the second or close Those to the most educated version of this. Okay, uh, I guess I'm with Jake on this one. So, uh, Stephon Gilmore, uh, as much as I love seeing back in a Patriots uniform, and I said that before, he probably will go to Oakland. I think he wants to go to a contender. Uh, I think Vegas. he wants to get paid. Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. Same thing. Uh, Bobby Wagner. Actually, the Chargers thing was interesting uh, because they just got Khalil Mack. However, they do have, I think his name is Nwosu, who's actually disgusting over there. So, I don't think they'll need him. Uh, they Bobby Wagner. Ken Murray a couple years ago. Yeah, so so, so here's the thing. Bobby Wagner at this point in his career, he's got a Super Bowl. Maybe he probably wants to win another one. Actually, low-key contender pick might be Tampa. That could be very interesting for him. Uh, go and play with some of those guys over there. He would be the third guy, though, because uh, of Devin White and uh, Levante David. So um, he would be third guy, so that could be interesting. Um, but he'll probably go somewhere in the contender range of things. Actually, uh, he'll go to Arizona. and That's going to be your current thing. Tyron Matthew, Arizona. I think Arizona's going to load up uh, through the rest of this season. Odell, I want to say Patriots, but I won't go Homer version here. However, I do think he will go to a contender. Um, and if I had to choose, I actually think he's going to go back to the Browns. Um, he doesn't have Baker, so I think he'll go and play with Deshaun whenever Deshaun's back. Um, Akeem yeah, Hicks, Deshaun. actually, because eventually. Uh, I'm. I think Akeem Hicks is gonna go back to the Eagles. If not, he goes to the to the Cowboys. I think that was a good pick by Jake. Davion Clowney is going to the Cardinals. Why? Because he always signs in weird places. They lost uh, Chandler Jones. He is gonna sit across JJ Watt over there, and I think it's gonna be nasty. Two t old teammates are gonna reunite uh, at a weird points in their career. Uh, Dwayne Brown, a great offensive lineman. A lot of the places that need offensive linemen still have fixed up, such as Cincinnati. However. Um, the Bucks need a lot of help. So I think Dwayne Brown or Eric Fisher go to the Bucks. Uh, the other one could go anywhere. Uh, Julio Jones will not go to the Buccaneers. Why? He would at best be the third wide receiver. They signed Russell Gage, who had a nasty season last year. He's a great number three and a good number two. Uh, Julio will go to a weird contender team that doesn't really make much sense, but for him will make sense. Julio's going to Arizona. Uh, so uh, it'll be an interesting Arizona. I think he's going to load up on some of these last guys. Uh, Patrick Peterson, he was played for the Vikings last year. He will not go there. 
I do think that certain teams, such as a Bengals, could use someone like that. I think he could go to the Bengals there. Uh, Gronk will go back to the Bucks. I don't see Gronk playing with anyone other than Tom Brady. Once he does, he retires. So I just don't see him going anywhere else. Um, although I know the Bills were on that. If he was going to go to the Bills, he would have already signed, I honestly, in, in my head. So, um, And why the heck would he come back to the North? So... Um, yeah, Steve, go ahead. All righty. Well, Stephon Gilmore, I'm actually kind of leading towards uh, going to the Bengals. I have a feeling they're going to want somebody to kind of lock it down with Eli Apple or at least to some extent uh, give Eli Apple some help. He definitely was not good at all against Cooper Cup. Granted, no corner really is. Bobby Wagner, I actually see him going to the Chiefs. With Tyron Matthew gone, they need a leader on defense, and they could use a lot of help at linebacker. So I kind of like Bobby Wagner kind of holding on the four with communication in the middle. Then I got to go with, uh, let's see, uh, Tyron Matthew. This one's going to be really tough, but I got to go with, he's going to go to Arizona. I think locking down that secondary and how versatile Tyron can be, I could see them trying to bring him back. Uh, Odell Beckham, I see him not getting signed for a while because of injuries, and he's going to be a Patriot realistically. Uh, Akeem Hick, I like the Cowboys picking him up, maybe to kind of help their defense a little bit. Uh, Jadavion Clowney, I don't think he's going to a contender. I don't think a contender really wants him. I see him going to, like, the Jaguars, because he, I don't know, I, I honestly see him going to a team that will give him some money, but I don't think a contender would really want to potentially put in money. And they put in money that Jadavion wants with him get, being injured. Dwayne Brown, he's a good offensive lineman. Uh, I kind of like Dallas picking him up, maybe moving him to, I think, what is he? Was, was he left or right tackle? Depending uh, on he's left. He's left. Seattle's left. I, yeah. I could see him, honestly, moving to left. Maybe they might push him to right tackle just to give Dak Prescott a little bit of help. He's not going to have a lot of great receivers to throw to. He's just C.D. Lamb, so a little extra protection would be good. Uh, let's see. Julio Jones. I think Green Bay. Uh, Rogers going to be like, I'm going to throw to. He's like, all right, cool. Uh well, because you're selfish, you want money. We'll give you this injured receiver on a discount. So Julio Jones, I think, is going to go to Green Bay. Eric Fisher, I like the Bucks picking him up, maybe sliding him to the right side because I know uh, whoever they have now at 72, he was beat a lot against the Rams. So they might have Eric Fisher to get a little bit of uh, veteran help to that offensive line. Patrick Peterson, honestly, I feel like he's going to sign a cheap deal with the Chiefs. The Chiefs could use some of the pickup at corner because their defense never isn't that great. They lost Ward, their, one, of, one of their top corners. And then Rob Gronkowski is going to sign with the Bucks after OTAs and minicamp so that he doesn't have to do that much work. That's funny. That's a fair point. I like that point, Steve. And uh, um, does anyone else have any other input or, or opinions on it? The only people we there's a few free agents on this, like Jarvis Andrews. One he could go really anywhere. Although I would love for him to be a Patriot just as much as Odell. Um, with him, rumor talks that um, he may just from his camp that, that he may return to the Browns again. I yeah. could very well see it. He's gonna hopefully, yeah. uh, you know, everything goes and Deshaun isn't as guilty as he may or may not be. Then. Uh, He'll return to play eventually. I'm sure he'll be suspended for at least a few games. So, who, who uh, said that um, Odell was going to go to uh, the Browns? Uh, I did. Um, if why, he's not the why, Patriots, the Browns. Well, why do you say that? They already have Cooper. And then if Landry does come back, how does that play into effect? I'm not assuming Landry's going to come back. I think it's going to be. I think he wants to play the Mari. I think it's a simple thing. Let's play the Mari and Deshaun. I want to, he wants to play the most skilled quarterback he's ever played with. No offense, Matt Stafford. So I, I think that's a simple part of it. So. 
Um, so moving on to the last section of the day and what will end everything. We're going to have a little podcast. Podcast. Everyone likes podcast polls. And then you click it and then boom, podcast. So uh, <laughs> that, that's a Long little song. Jingle. So, uh, Nick, so we're going to do the- our, pod- our polls are running. Please catch our polls. They are running away. Yes, please catch them. Before that, uh, we had our most popular poll with surprising results. So we're going to talk about each of these a little bit uh, to end off today. So let's just go. We're going to do the NFL ones first, then we'll talk to two NBA ones. So best free agency trade move thus far. We had J.C. Jackson to the Chargers, Khalil Mack to the Chargers, Russell Wilson to the Raiders. As you can see, uh, Devontae Adams had it pretty clearly. So although I, I tend to agree a little bit, that Russell Wilson trade is way bigger of an upgrade than, than the Raiders. I just I, it, I so disagree with this because Russell I mean, here's the thing. Monte Adams is an incredible receiver. That is very true. But I mean that's a huge cap hit he's gonna he's gonna make. But realistically, uh even just signing someone cheaper like a Mike Williams or even throwing like Julio in there, someone on the cheaper side despite injury, that can still compliment Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller well. Russell Wilson, I view this similar to uh, Brady going to the Bucks a couple years ago because they have very good receivers. They have a great rookie uh, running back, and they had a top five scoring defense. They have a very good team that can they could beat any team any week, even with Teddy Bridgewater. And they, I think it was seven of their losses were one possession games. Now you have somebody like Russell Wilson. I think that's the biggest move of this entire offseason. Because Russell Wilson is so much more clutch and so underrated. Even though we praise him or whatnot, I think this Russell Wilson trade is so underrated because Broncos are going to win the division for sure. Okay, here's why I disagree with both of you. In three of these moves, they were trades. You had to give up valuable pieces for them. Not saying they weren't worth it. You had to give up valuable pieces. Russell Wilson and Devontae Adams demanded high draft capital. Russell Wilson also commanded a Noah Fant trade that I don't think is wise. I really like Noah Fant as a tight end. J.C. Jackson is absolutely the best move on this list. First, you didn't have to give up any capital for him. Second, you're now in a division with Derek Carr, Russell Wilson, and Pat Mahomes. You want to know what you're going to need to win that division? Great secondary play and guys who can go get the ball when they're on defense. J.C. Jackson brings both of them. I mean... He's the league leader in interceptions over the last three years with 25 or 26 of them. I genuinely think the value that JC adds to that defense, especially going along with Nick Bosa and Cleo Mack. Is it Nick or Joey in Sandy? Uh, Los Angeles, Joey. sorry. Joey. Sorry, Joey, Joey Bosa and Cleo yeah. Mack. I think those three are going to force a lot. And JC Jackson not having to give up any capital for him, I think just makes the moves that much better. Yeah, uh, I, I, I tend to agree with you there, Jake. And uh, So some of these polls are biased. Uh, we must admit, uh, such as the next one here is probably a little bit biased, although probably true. Uh, the best team to not win a Super Bowl. So, yeah. uh, leading off, 2007 Patriots, I mean, considered one of the... There. there are too many votes there for that to be biased. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 58 votes is a lot. Um, you know, 2007 Patriots, they were uh, probably, what, the, the best offensive... Well, if you could call them the... Greater show on turf, you would, but there's another team that took that. Uh, they were probably the most fun team to watch for all of us, and I'm sure for other people, even non-Patriots fans. In fact, it's probably the least fun team to watch. And, and honestly, like the 2001 Rams, I mean, the Patriots beat them, so that's the greatest show on turf <laughs> right there. 
Uh, and then you have the Vikings and 49ers who are both just nasty teams in their own right was Steve Young's 49ers and yeah. the Vikings in 98. Was that Culpepper? That was uh, Chris Carter, Randy Moss, and Dante Culpepper. Oh, yeah. my God. That's a gross team. So, well, it's funny how Randy Moss is on two of these teams. So, that, gives, <laughs> that, that boy was cursed. Uh, he just heard every and couldn't close the deal. But, um, honestly, all these teams are great. I think it's fair. Your Patriots are 16 out. Kind of makes sense. But it, it's it's a good debate. I was I mean, a little surprised at how few votes the uh, 2001 Rams got. Just because I remember all the hype around that team during that yeah. time. Like, don't get me wrong, I know the 1998 Vikings were an absolute unit to mess with considering their offense could cut up 49 points in a half. But mm-hmm. I expected the 2007 Patriots to win this. I mean, they went 16-0. They should have won that Super Bowl, but for, and, a, um, could a, for all you, a ridiculous could, helmet catch. Could all of you gentlemen remind me uh, which lovely team hey, Kyle. that uh, hey, Kyle. 2007 Patriots? Hey, Kyle. I just, I just wanna, you weren't a Giants fan. Wanted, you weren't a Giants fan. You were a Patriots fan. I also wasn't don't a even, football don't fan. Even. I also That's fine. You, you are a Giants fan established 2021, just, okay? I don't want to hear any history want, before that. I just want to hear. And no, no, no. Um, all I want Giants you to hear fan. is the fact that all that matters is from when you started being a fan to now. You know, that I've been a fan of Patriots my whole life. That's great for true. them. But you know, you that sound like you sound true. like a Dallas Cowboys fan if I've done anything in 20 years. You know what else? Listen, I've done nothing I never say years. it's our the year. Giants. I'm not going to go into 2022 saying, oh, it's our year. Oh, it's our year. I know flat out we probably won't win a fucking game. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> no, we don't do. If a pig finds a truffle, I'm not throwing in a parade. It doesn't matter. Eli Manning is not a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I don't disagree yes, with yes. you. No, no, yeah, I man, the Hall of Famer. Oh, I was hoping that'd be more no, controversial. Dang it. Yes. Yeah, yes, yes, Jake. Yes, Kyle. That terrific New York Giants defense beat the New England Patriots. Michael Stray and the legend. And 2011. Hey, it yes, doesn't matter. I, it, it's amazing. They're great defense. Defenses win one championships uh, for so many teams. Yeah. I'm just Eli Manning is, is a Hall of Famer. Just on the same page, won two Super Bowls. No, he is a Hall of Famer. Um, yes, no, no, he's not. I think he's a he's Hall not. of Very Good. Yeah. That's His brother did better. I, 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 will be, I think Hall he is a Hall good. of Very Good. You look at his last five seasons as a starter in New York, and I know he didn't have a lot of great talent around him, but that is still not Hall of Fame level quarterback play. He, I he still is think he'll make very it. Good. I think there's he other people who will. are not as good who made it. No, so. I agree. He probably will be a Hall of Famer. I just don't. I don't think he should. I think he's a Hall of Very. I'm well, there. Uh, talk a little bit more into uh, kind of you know if ands or buts here. Will Tyreek Hill miss Mahomes more, or will Mahomes miss Tyreek more, or even? Uh, most of the people agreed with myself yeah. uh, that Tyreek will miss Pat more. <laughs> um, I think that having someone like Patrick Mahomes to throw you the ball is going to be exponentially more important than having, like, he's going to have Tua now. Tua can hit you in the chest, but Tua is not going to throw it up and give you a chance at something great. No. Like, that's not what Tua does. So, I clearly disagree with you. I voted for Pat misses Tyreek more. Because right now, who does he have to throw the ball to besides Travis Kelsey? If you want to tell me Mecole Hardman is a wide receiver one in the NFL, you're nuts. He's got Juju. Juju's, he not, Juju. A wide Juju's not a wide receiver one either. The best, His best years are behind him. He can go make more TikTok for Jackson Mahomes, all right? They're, they're drafting. Know? Drafting wide receiver one. Again, they pick at 29 and 30. They'll be lucky if one of the better ones is still around. The best one that's going to be around when they pick is Christian Watson unless they move up. So no my thing about it is 
you're not replacing Tyreek Hill. Don't get me wrong, you can't replace Patrick Mahomes, but I think Tyreek Hill is in a better situation with Jalen Waddle and Mike Gesicki than Pat Mahomes is with just throwing to Travis Kelsey. So you can I, throw Tyreek a slant, and he's going to turn it into an 80-yard game. You can't I'll throw the ball downfield to Mikal Hardman and trust it like he's going to catch the ball like Tyreek did. It's just not, I originally, it's not I originally agreed with you, Jake, and I did say when, when this poll went on Twitter, I did originally say Pat misses Tyreek more. And I agree with you that McCall Hardman is not a number one, but the more I started looking at like mock drafts, I could really see the Chiefs trading up, especially with a couple of the picks they got in that Tyreek Hill trade to get one of the better wide receivers that are available in the draft. So like right now, if it were to stand right now, if the Chiefs don't make any moves and if it were right now, I do think Mahomes will miss Tyreek more. But in the long run, I think it's going to be Tyreek missing Pat more. Be, j- just because Tua is not Patrick Mahomes. There's no quarterback in the league right now that is Patrick Mahomes. My only thing so. is, though, it's we have you have a very you have one of the smartest offensive coaches uh, with Andy Reid. He is very, very good at figuring it out offensively when they need to. And I'd say I, I mean, Pat Mahomes would miss him. But I think if Pat Mahomes doesn't try to play the the phenomenal big throw kind of guy that he is if he tries to be quick and efficient like you know screens dumps dumps you know uh you know uh, through the middle that kind of stuff like if he can throw a little bit safer and not so as dynamic i think he'll just be fine tyree kill he's gonna be a gadget guy but it's gonna happen that he's gonna get some big breaks and two is not gonna be able to throw it down the field i i don't know i think just tyree kill is just gonna miss it just a little bit more as long as Patrick Mahomes plays smarter at quarterback. So I think the thing we're also missing here is that the Miami Dolphins have a new coach uh, coming over from the San Francisco 49ers who's already said he's using Tyreek in that Debo Samuel role. So Tyreek's touches are only going up. This man's going to have a lot of fun playing Debo Samuel for the Miami Dolphins. He's a faster Debo Samuel, mind you. He might not be as naturally running back style that Debo is, because Debo literally looks like a running back every time he touches the ball out of the backfield. It's nuts. But is Tyreek going to miss some of those big plays? Yes. But Tyreek's going to have a lot of fun playing the Debo Samuel role in Miami. Yeah, but Tua just isn't the same. So, like, yeah, you could the coach has the skill to make the plays, but does the quarterback have the skill to be – what what they need like i don't think two is as great as jimmy garoppolo so yeah yeah i, I really like actually here's something interesting they don't have a lot of picks left but maybe they try to throw something together maybe they might make a case to try to get uh, jimmy garoppolo from the 49ers if the niners get desperate to send them off i think they're sticking with two i don't understand the undeterred like loyal i don't oh they're sticking with two i don't understand the undeterred like this is our guy. Don't get me wrong. I was the guy up here last week screaming loyalty to Baker, but Tua hasn't proven that he's even Baker-level quarterback yet. Tua's still got time to prove that he can be, but I don't think you should count out Tua yet. I really don't. No, and, like, he may surprise me this year. This is the best offensive talent around him he's had since he started yeah. two years ago. So, like, he might very well surprise me. I just don't think the product on the field that he has put out there in these couple years that he's played – has really shown that he's better than even Jimmy Garoppolo, who who had Debo Samuel and used that role. So like, yeah, Tyreek really probably will be that Debo Samuel role. But it, I love Tua. I think Tua is one of my favorite quarterbacks in the league right now. I love his style of play. I just don't think he's good enough to. I I just don't think he's going to be what Miami needs to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, no, no, what, what I think 
What I think is, is that if you watch Tua in college, the way he played, they are trying to build an offense that can comprehend what he did in college. Adding Tyreek and having Waddle out there brings nice. back the speedy receivers that he had when he was in college. That is what they want to do. And that is what they were believing that they can pull off right now in Miami. I think the trade that they made for Tyreek was great. I think now that he has all this talent around him, as compared to the past two years when he first started out, I think the acquisition of Waddle last year in that in the draft was perfect for him. They added him into the scheme that he needed someone that he knew that he can consistently throw a ball to. And now adding Tyreek for more speed on the outside adds that effect. And you still have Gaskin and what? Who else did they sign? Raheem Mostert? Like, th- a lot that of speed. That team is already looking like an Alabama college team again. And Tua is going to run that team like he did with Saban. Dude, with Raheem Mostert, they literally look like a track team. <laughs> and it's going to be interesting. The Patriots have all the speed to uh, to keep up with it. So uh, we'll go through this last one pretty quickly because it's kind of a meme. But uh, uh, the best quarterback in the 2022 draft class. Um, Hold on, uh, I've got this. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, feel free. NFL Twitter's on crack. Um, it's Malik Willis. I don't know how anybody could think Matt Corral is better than Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett. Just watch the film. The man runs an RPO offense where he goes one read and then takes off. Uh, Malik Willis has run a pro system with a spread. Kenny Pickett literally looks like the most pro-ready quarterback of the day. He's going to be drafted probably the second quarterback off the board. I have no idea where this came from, and I have no idea how many Matt Corral fans are out there, but you're wrong. I- I've watched all the tape. I put Desmond Ritter up here because a lot of people like Desmond Ritter. I think he's literally the eighth best QB in the class. I'm surprised he even got a vote out of these four. But Malik Willis is quite clearly, but it's leaps and bounds. At the beginning of the film, I didn't think it was. But every time I watched Malik Willis, I came away more and more impressed. He's athletic. He's got a giant arm, and his mind for the game is ridiculous. Plus, if you watched him at his pro day, he's out there having fun. He looks like a team leader in one of probably is one of the more high-pressured situations I've ever been in. He's out there smiling and laughing with his teammates and quite literally said, quote unquote, you know, this day isn't about me. I'm happy that my teammates get to be seen by NFL scouts so they can get drafted in a few years. That is the dude I want. NFL Twitter, I don't know what this was, but it's awful. (laughs) Matt Corral is not the best quarterback in this class. He's QB three at best. I don't know, but I I think about like... I don't know. Whenever I look at kind of the high prospect coming out of college for the NFL draft, um, I know if you were to break down all the first-round quarterbacks taken in the last couple of years, you'll find that it's like more than 50% are absolute busts and anything. So it's really hard to – I mean, look at Johnny Menzel. Everyone was really excited when he came into the league. It was incredibly hyped. And as it turns out, uh, he can't even play for – uh, Canada League. He can't even start for them. So I always take top prospects with a grain of salt. Because at the same time, we took an undrafted corner, JC Jackson, and now he's arguably the best corner in the league. So I don't know. I think, and you look at you know Trevor Lawrence. He was he did, he didn't have a good team. We'll we'll give it that. But at the same time, he at one point went like seven weeks without throwing a touchdown. So I, it's hard to really gauge. You know, the success of a quarterback until they play in the NFL because that's such, it's just two different things. I agree with you more, Steve, and uh, that's where it's all a toss up. Uh, Bruins are currently down 4 1, so smile. Uh, anyways, dude, uh, I'm looking at the game. I just looked right now. I haven't looked in a while. So, um, oh, geez. how much time is left? Uh, 
Uh, it's it's halfway through the second period, so plenty of time for them to come back and show the Toronto weather butt cheeks. So, uh, anyways, uh, the other two polls we had, not necessarily important, it's a little MJ versus LeBron debate. Uh, that's still always and forever going to be debated, but MJ took the yeah, cake. Yeah. Uh, and we also looked at uh, who do you think is going to win the finals. Uh, definitely very biased, a little bit weird without, but Celtics definitely went down. So, like, 14 people voted on that. Definitely uh, a little biased towards the Celtics. Though. But um, <laughs> no one voted the Warriors, which is a meme and a half because they have a really good chance this year. But uh, anyone else have any other topics or anything else they want to talk about today on week number six? Warriors are going to make the playoffs. Yo, Raptors are going to make crazy. a good run. I'm just saying, Raptors are going to make a pretty good run. Raptors are not great. Uh, okay. Ace is not well, great. Uh, thanks everyone for watching today. Uh, watching episode number six, uh, it was a great time talking. We talked about some uh, more fun stuff today, and of course, we always like to talk about the NFL. It's a big one for us; it'll always be a main subject. But uh, thank everyone for watching. Please make sure to like, subscribe, share with your friends, share with your family. Uh, definitely check out the socials in the description. Uh, we're very active in those, uh, so make sure to do that. Uh, feel free to comment, or definitely feel free to uh, you know leave any comments on our Twitter post or Instagram post. Let us know how you feel. Let us know if we're absolute awful at our takes or if you think that we're right. Uh, because I know for most of us, other than Kyle, we're right. And for Kyle, he gets one right every year or so. You know, Devontae Adams. That's so, all the cash. Uh, That's all the cash. Uh, once every year. So uh, thank you guys for watching. I hope everyone has a great rest of your day. Uh, thank you guys again.